John chapter 20, verse 1 says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb while it was still dark. She came to the tomb while it was still dark, not expecting to see the risen Christ, because she knew what everybody knew, that when the Romans killed people, they stayed dead. When the Romans killed, they majored in death. She came to the tomb not looking for the risen Christ. She came looking for a corpse. So when she saw that the stone was rolled away, she could only think that someone had taken his body away. She ran to tell the disciples. She told Peter and John, and Peter and John ran to the tomb. John, being a little younger, got there first. He stopped at the, the, the outside of the tomb, and, and Peter, being a little older, got there just behind him and ran into the tomb. It tells us that, that there they saw that the grave clothes were, were pushed aside and the face cloth rolled up separately and, and laid by itself. And then a curious little thing, the Bible tells us that they saw and believed. Now what in the world did they believe? Because immediately it tells us that they, they went home and shut their doors for fear. Sheltering in place. That's what they were doing. Mary didn't go with them. Mary Magdalene stayed there. She stayed there and two men appeared to her. One of them said, woman, why are you weeping? She said, because they've taken his body and I don't know where they've laid him. Then Jesus spoke to her. She didn't recognize him. After all, she thought he was... He was dead, and he said, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom do you seek? And that's when she told him. She, she thought he was the gardener, and she said, If you know where they've laid him, tell me, and I'll get his body. That's when he said her name, Mary. And that's when everything changed. When he said her name, her eyes were opened, and she cried out to him, Rabboni, which means teacher. When she said his name, this changes everything. The Old Testament tells us that, that if you seek after God, he'll let you find him. This is God is seeking after you. This is something that's very, very different. And he calls you by name. Jesus said, I know my sheep and I call them by name. And that's exactly what he does to us today. It's at that, that point that we hear his name that all of life is changed. She began to cling to him. And that's when Jesus said, Go tell my brothers that I go to my father and their father, to my God and their God. The very next scene, Jesus appears behind those closed doors. He appears to the disciples, and his first words to them are, Peace. My peace I give to you. Even as the Father has sent me, I send you. And then, and then it tells us, And he opened his mouth and breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. That Adam, Adam became a living being when the breath of God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And now the new creation is given to you and to me when the risen Christ breathes His Spirit in, in, inside you and inside me and gives a life, a life that, that we can't get through existence, a life that 
is eternal, a life that's abundant, a life that has a power that we don't have on our own. This is the life. This is the life that, that, that Jesus came to give you and to me. That's why we came this morning. And that's what I wanted to talk about. This life in Jesus Christ is a life. It's a life of, of faith. And that's the first thing that I want to talk about. Oftentimes we, we hear or talk about faith and think, well, faith is, is, is when we live an, an as-if life. That we, we walk around and, and we act as if we were Jesus. And we do the things that, that Jesus would have done. Or we think of faith as a, a life of, well, we just go around and we love everybody. You know, we, we love the people that we, we normally would have loved. Or that we just try extra hard to be good. Jesus didn't need to die on the cross. So we would just live as if we were following an, a good example. He didn't need to die on the cross so we would love as if love were a natural thing. He didn't need to die on the cross just so we'd try extra hard to be good. There's a story that I read that I liked a lot. It was about a police chief in a major city. He was at a prayer breakfast giving the devotion. He told a story about a, an officer who was making a routine traffic stop. At least he thought it was routine. What he didn't know was that the driver had just robbed a grocery store. When the officer stepped out of his police car, the robber jumped from his car and shot the police officer in the chest squarely, knocking him to the ground. What the robber didn't know is that the, the officer was wearing a bulletproof vest. And when he got up, the robber thought he had just shot Robocop. He threw his gun down and threw his hands up. And he said, don't shoot, don't shoot, I'm not armed. The police chief contrasts that story to another story of a police officer in a nearby town. He went to make a routine domestic call. It was a hot day, so he left his bulletproof vest in his car. When he knocked on the door, the, the person behind the door was afraid, didn't know who it was, and shot through the door, striking the officer and killed him because he wasn't wearing his vest. This is when the police chief in his devotion goes to say, Every police officer believes in bulletproof vests. They work. I doubt you can find a policeman anywhere who doesn't believe that vests save lives. But that's not enough. An officer must do more than believe in vests. He must take his belief to the point of personal commitment. He must be willing to wear the vest and to wear it at all times, even when it's hot, even when it's uncomfortable. And in a similar way, it's not enough to believe that a man named Jesus lived 2,000 years ago. We must take that belief to a point of commitment. We must be willing to take that belief to the point of putting on the risen Christ. Putting on the risen Christ. That's one of the ways that the Bible often talks about this relationship that we have with Jesus. That in Romans chapter 13, verse 4, it says, Put on Christ and make no provision for the, for the flesh. That Jesus is, is as, very, as close as, as our clothes are. 
that in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, Be strong in the Lord and the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God. That it's putting on Christ that provides us protection from all those things that would, would destroy us. But the Bible also talks about the, the risen Christ, not just being as close, but on the outside of us, but as close as our very own breath on the inside of us. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Paul says, For I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and delivered Himself up for me. The risen Christ, alive in, in you and in me. This is the life of faith. This is a life that has the quality of eternity, a relationship where we, where we walk with Him, where we share our lives with Him, and He shares His life with us in the same way that, that you and I would, would get to know a friend. It's a life that has the quality of eternity. It's an abundant life. A life that has power we can't get any other way. It's a life of faith. But not only a life of faith. This morning I also want to talk about a, a life of, of gratitude. Read a story about a little church out in the country. They got a new preacher. First time they had ever had a, a woman preacher. Well, she loved that little church and they loved her as much as she loved them. All except for two crotchety old farmers. And it didn't make any difference what she did. These two farmers just couldn't find anything good about her at all. Well, one of the members of the church said, Preacher, I think if you went fishing with these two, they go fishing every Friday, and I think if you went fishing with them, the time that you spent with them out on the lake, they'd learn to love you the same way that, that we love you. So, at the end of church that day, she was shaking hands and she stopped one of the farmers. She said, well, I understand you all go fishing every Friday. She said, I'd love to go fishing with you if you'd have me. Well, that's when the farmer looked at his, his friend and said, well, we leave the diner at 5.30 in the morning. If you're late, we'll be gone. 5.30 in the morning on Friday, she got there early. When they came... She loaded up her stuff in the car. They went to the lake, went out on the lake in the boat, and seemed like things were going okay until she caught the first fish. Well, they didn't like that at all. And they liked it even less when she caught the next five fish. Then things got really cold, not only in temperature, but the conversation got a little cool as well. That's when she said, I'm getting a little cold. Said, I, I think I'm going to get my sweater back in the car. She stepped out of the boat, walked across the water into the parking lot, and got her sweater. That's when one farmer turned to the other and said, wouldn't you know, she can't even swim. God has placed all around us miracles. The imprint of His finger, that when we hear His voice, and he's, He calls us by name, because He's searching for, for you and for me, when He calls us by name, that our eyes are open. To see the imprint of his finger, to see the movement of his hand, to see his face, to see the riches of his grace all around us. And we don't just see it and recognize it. 
that we respond in gratitude. Not thanks to goodness, but thanks to Jesus. And we give praise to Him. We, we give honor to Him. And something in us begins to change. That we begin to, to recognize more. And we begin to respond more. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. A life, a life that's, that's changed because the risen Christ lives through, through you and through me. Not only did we begin to live a, a life of faith, a relationship with Him in the here and now, day by day, but our language changes in a life of gratitude and thanks. Thanks to Jesus Christ. When the risen Christ begins to live His life through us, we, we not only live a life of faith, not only a life of gratitude, but we begin to live a life of, of healing love. I read a story about a fellow who went to live in Alaska. After he'd been there for about a year, he bumped into a Catholic priest. Well, he was raised Catholic, and he struck up a conversation with the priest, and then he told the priest, he said, Father, I've lived in Alaska for about eight months, and I don't believe in prayer anymore. I don't believe that God answers prayer. The priest said, tell me more. He said, well, it was about eight months ago. He said, I was out hunting with some friends. I grew separated from them, and... And he said, it got cold. It got dark. And I began to pray to God that, that God would find me. He said, then it began to snow. And then I began to, to shoot my gun in the air until all my ammunition was gone. And I began to pray that God would find me. And God didn't answer my prayer, so I don't believe in prayer anymore. That's when the priest said, I'm sorry I'm confused. You're standing here before me. What do you mean that God didn't answer your prayer? He said, oh, that wasn't God. That was the locals who found me. The good news is that God still uses locals. And that's you and that's me. God still uses the, the locals with a healing love that lets people live the, the risen Christ and, and initiate those relationships with with those around us, that we began to, to live a life, to live a life that we share as healing love, not just when people are lovable, but when people are just as, just as cranky as you and I can be sometimes. That we began to live a life of, of healing love when we Love those that maybe are the stranger. Or love those that when they're hard to love. It's not a love that we, we fall into. It's a love where the risen Christ begins to, to change our, our will. Little by little, day by day, step by step. And it's a healing love. Well, it's not only a healing love, it's a, it's a forgiving love. 
And it's not just forgiving people when they're easy to forgive and we can blow it off and say, uh, it didn't hurt me anyway. No, it's the same kind of forgiving love that Jesus gave to, to you and me on the cross. It's a love that forgiveness involves pain. And it's a love that has power that, that, that you and I don't have. When we begin to to allow the risen Christ to live His life through us. It's a life of healing love. And, and Galatians goes on to tell us that it's not only love, but it's a life of joy and peace, patience and kindness, of goodness and gentleness, faithfulness and self-control. It's a life, a life that has a the light of the risen Christ that shines in the darkness in a way that, that, that you and I would never have that power to live a, a life that has the quality of eternity, that has an abundance, that has a power that lives in you and me. His name is Jesus. Pray with me. Jesus, breathe. Breathe on us this morning the same way that you breathed on your disciples long ago. That we might receive your Holy Spirit and begin to live a new life, an abundant life. That life, that's the life of, of all people. A light that shines in the darkness.